Welcome to the Arlington Street Church podcast. Founded in 1729, Arlington Street continues today as a gathering place for progressive people of faith in the greater Boston area and beyond. We are located at the corner of Arlington and Boylston Streets, across from the Public Garden in Boston, Massachusetts. Please visit ASCBoston.org for more information about this historic Unitarian Universalist congregation. Arlington Street Church, gathered in love and service for justice and peace. Jewish Buddhist teacher Sylvia Borstein famously said, pain is inevitable, suffering is optional. Pain can be a good thing, it's a great motivator. But most of the time, suffering adds to the pain. It's something extra that does not serve us. 2,600 years ago, the Buddha said, I teach suffering, its origin, cessation, and path. He was a kind of spiritual physician. He diagnosed the problem with life in a human body, suffering, and its cause. Then he studied the cure and offered it to the world. These are the four noble truths. The first noble truth concerns suffering. That was last Sunday's sermon. The Buddha's second noble truth is a deep dive into the origin of suffering. It's not about our pain or anger or sadness. He said, suffering is all about wanting things to be different from what they are. He taught that suffering has three causes, which he called the three roots of evil, the three fires, or the three poisons. They are greed and desire, ignorance and delusion, and hatred and destructiveness. Most of us don't have to walk far to walk into a web of suffering. I am not going to enumerate the reasons you might be feeling pretty awful right now, although it's probably worth making your own list and having a good, hard look at it. And as we look, here are a couple of questions we might ask. Is there anything on my list that I can change? Is there anything on my list? that I can change. If we're very lucky, there are things. When I asked my friend Tim how he finally got sober after driving his life into the ground, he answered simply, one day I was just sick and tired of being sick and tired. A friend brought him to the to meeting of Alcoholics Anonymous and everything changed. He learned to ask for help starting with the serenity prayer. Say it with me, God. Grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change. Courage to change the things I can. And the wisdom to know the difference. If there are things on your list that can be changed by asking for help, I hope you'll ask. But if your list, like mine, includes things like 
famine, pestilence, and disease, political corruption, global environmental destruction, and the end of civilization as we know it, we need an amplified approach. First, we face the truth of what we see. As Zorba the Greek would say, the full catastrophe. We face it. And then we accept the limits of our actions. And then we do something anyway. We do something anyway, throwing our weight to the side of the repair of the world because it is what our faith calls us to do. And it is how we make meaning of our lives. During the pandemic, I've become a fan of the very near horizon. For example, when considering what we're looking forward to, it is just not helpful to say, I'm looking forward to live music and contact sports and all kinds of venues filled with people wall to wall. That sinking feeling is suffering. What's helpful is to say, I'm looking forward to later this afternoon when I'll make a cup of tea and call a friend. Keep the horizon close. Keep your sources of joy close. As they say in AA, keep it in the day. Who among us in the developed world hasn't been struck by the joy of kids in ragged clothes playing exuberantly with something we would have thrown away? It turns out that humans are possessed of something called the happiness set point. It turns out our baseline for contentment tracks with our conditions. We can get used to living happily in conditions we might once have found unfathomable. Psychologist and author Sonia Lubomirsky proposed that our happiness set point can help us in the face of adversity. When we've wandered too far from joy, she says, the prescription is, get ready for it, acts of kindness. Acts of kindness. Practicing kindness, she concludes, can help us recover from depression and deliver us safely home to our happiness set point. Kindness has been scientifically proven to promote long-term well-being and can be helpful in reducing reckless habits in the pursuit of well-being. Kindness. On August 19th, Elizabeth Gilbert of Eat, Pray, Love fame posted a photo of her car with a window taped over with a plastic bag. She wrote, I parked my car in an outdoor lot, but I forgot to roll up my window because my mind, as always these days, must have been on other things. I came back a long time later, many, many days later. Look what a perfect stranger had done for me in my absence. Look at the beautiful poem of love that is this note. Your window was down and the rain was coming. I did my best to help you out. Signed, the green truck next to you. By the time I saw this note, the green truck was long gone. I will never know who did this for me. 
but I love you. Thank you for taking the time to do this for a complete stranger. I'm sitting here in my parked car, unable to drive because there are tears in my eyes. I am reminded once more of this sacred truth, she writes. Never doubt that thousands of invisible hands are helping you at all times. Love is everywhere, even if you can't see it. The tenderest care will arrive when you least expect it, and from someone whose name you may never know. Obviously, Elizabeth Gilbert was deeply touched by this generosity. But I'm interested today in the effect it had on the driver of the green truck. As the physical distancing prescribed by the pandemic wears on, and it is wearing, we have to be creative about ways we can practice kindness and so be delivered to our happiness set point. Thelma Young Lutunatwabwa is a young Fiji-based climate activist and visionary. In the first edition of Radical Reimagining, she writes, during this period of extremes, there is a deep hunger emerging to examine the dominant systems at play. Around the world, people are reviving patterns of resilient and visioning new pathways. Anthropologist and anarchist David Graeber said, the ultimate hidden truth of the world is that it is something that we make and could just as easily make differently. Thelma Young Lutunatuabwa continues, there are a few things that have become even clearer in 2020. Above all, community is more important than ever. In the face of the pandemic, authoritarian rule, and climate disaster, strong communities will help us survive. One of the most important things we can do to ensure a livable future is to recognize that relationships matter because truly we exist in relation to each other. Adds American writer and activist Rebecca Solnit, radical hope is not easy during this time. I keep thinking about what activist and organizer Mariam Akaba said, hope is a discipline. I want to honor all those who are grieving right now. I also want to honor all those who are fighting for their communities. There is pain, but we can transmute the suffering into action. We can focus on what we can change and turn our attention to changing it, and especially we can be kind. When the pandemic hit, theaters went dark. And then some theater people got the virus. Some died. Actors' Equity, representing 31, I'm sorry, 51,000 actors and stage managers, forbade its members from auditioning, rehearsing, and performing in person. 
Almost everyone was instantly unemployed, most of them without health insurance. And then the Berkshire Theater Group, months out of work with no prospects in sight, decided they'd try to figure out what it might mean to return to the theater. They chose to stage John Michael Tebelek's Godspell. When you feel sad or under a curse, your life is bad, your prospects are worse. Godspell. It's a show with just 10 actors, no intimate relationships, no hand-to-hand combat. Created in 1971, it tells the story of Jesus and his followers. And over the past 20 years alone, it has been produced over 100,000 times. It has been set in prisons and shelters, refugee camps, and war-torn Syria. And now it would be performed in an open-air tent in rural western Massachusetts, far from the raging virus in New York City. The union agrees to let them try to produce a show about building community with no hugging. The cast submits to testing for COVID-19 three times a week. They form a pod. There are Clorox wipes everywhere and pockets in their costumes to stash hand sanitizer. The stage is carved into 10 spaces 10 feet apart from each other. The actors sing wearing face shields behind vinyl screens to stop the transmission of aerosols. There is no sharing of props. They set three priorities. To make a great show and not get sick and not get sick. On the first day of rehearsal, Kate Schindel, the president of Actors' Equity, video calls the actors not to put any pressure on you, but the entire American theater is depending on you to be really smart. People are going to look to you to know that theater can happen without anybody getting sick. This show set naturally in the present, the perfect parable of being a moral person, opens with each actor introducing themselves and telling their pandemic story, the modern-day Tower of Babel. And then there is the familiar sound of the shofar, prepare ye the way of the Lord. The actors are putting on masks and taking them off. John the Baptist mimes a baptism. Jesus and Judas do a vaudeville number with a yardstick between them instead of a cane. Jesus puts on latex gloves. As the story is told to me, now comes the moment my eyes fill with tears. Still in rehearsal, Nick Edwards, the 28-year-old actor playing Jesus, begins to sing Beautiful City, a ballad about keeping faith in difficult times. Out of the ruins and rubble, out of the smoke, out of the night of struggle, can we see a ray of hope. One pale, thin ray reaching for the day. We can build a beautiful city. Midway through, he chokes up. He can't finish. He begins to weep. No one can hug him. 
he recomposes himself. And he sings right through the line, when your trust is all but shattered, when your faith is all but killed, you can give up bitter and battered, or you can slowly start to build a beautiful city. On opening night, 75 masked audience members' temperatures are taken. Those in the front row, seated six feet apart, are 25 feet from the stage. The show's songwriter, Stephen Schwartz, also known for Wicked, is there. And the show goes on. And the audience rises to its feet, the applause like thunder. And a way opens for the return of theater and a beautiful city. Beloved spiritual companions, pain is inevitable. Suffering is optional. If there are things on your list that can be changed by asking for help, I hope you'll ask. Let's look to the near horizon. Let's keep it in the day. Let us be kind. Let's do our best to help out. Relationships matter. Community is more important than ever. Let us imagine creating something never seen before. Amen. Before our benediction, I invite you to reach out your hands and touch the sides of your square. Touch hands with the people to your left and your right. And send love to the person on either side of you and to the people on either side of them. Send out love into this beloved spiritual community and feel it coming back to you. Love is the spirit of this congregation. And now for our benediction, I invite you to put your hands over your heart in namaste. I bow to the divine in you. Beloveds, never doubt that thousands of invisible hands are helping you at all times. Love is everywhere, even if you can't see it. Hope is a muscle the size of your heart. Keep raising your fist. Keep loving. Keep this faith and pass it on. The service begins when the service ends. Bless your hearts. I love you. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We would love to hear from you via email at office at ascboston.org or through our Facebook page. If you would like to support the good work of Arlington Street Church, please consider a contribution by checking the mail or through our website, ASCBoston.org.